Hello everyone and welcome to the This Book Does Me podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about the books we've read and then also some of the lessons we've learned about the books I have read with um, your host Minyeta. So um, this week, oh, <laughs> I mean it's been a while so uh, yeah, this week anyway, we're talking about uh, the book Already Free by Bruce Tift okay so this book uh i thought it was going to be a straightforward book it actually started as a straightforward book and it got to a point where it was windy and becoming more abstract so i had to pause i thought i could go back to it and then continue and then finish up and before i record the podcast but then i couldn't i have written something but then I took it to Grammarly and Grammarly is saying that the engagement was a bit blunt but then I tried going over it and I didn't know how to make it better so I don't know a part of me was saying that uh, I should like scrap it all up and then read another book and then record a new podcast but I didn't want it to go to waste so even though I didn't also end up finishing reading the book by there's, there, there's some things to say about this book there are some gems in it anyway and I will go back to complete the other part of the book and then I might record a part 2 of this podcast so um, freedom to me means that I get to think about anything I want how I want behave the way I want um, like uh, feel lighter in life physically emotionally financially and spiritually and to be honest I'm realizing every day that to gain the kind of freedom I want to gain it involves a lot of hard work and gaining freedom is very important to me because I realize that it makes my life easier and to make your life yeah very easy if you're living with freedom if you're making freedom your highest priority so when i saw the title of this book already free i mean who wouldn't go for it so i went for it because saying the book is no walk in the park even though we started nicely explaining the various concepts in the i got lost a bit and like I said I'll go back to it when I'm feeling or when I have um, reflected on this part on the part I've read like, for a while and like I said in the meantime I'll be sharing <laughs> some of the things I learned so he begins by um, talking about the two um, psychological views that he has come across in his practice as a psychologist so we have the western um, psychotherapy which he calls the developmental view and then the traditional um, or fruitional view that's the buddhism so um, the western view explores how we can improve our life circumstances by changing our actions and behaviors whereas the traditional view argues that freedom is already available to us right here and right now 
all we have to do is become more aware of it so the book um, offers numerous exercises to help us investigate ourselves to get to know ourselves better and to get to the root of why we behave the way we do um as he was saying these are ideas he personally applies to his personal life and also to his practice as a psychologist so he starts by explaining what like both views are exactly and then goes on to talk about the the deficient i don't want to say deficiencies and the, those views but then yeah there are some holes in those views and he's a overall he's explaining how they complement each other and how one can like we cannot do with one and leave out the other how we need both of them to work together so the developmental view um, let's see this view as he was explaining is the western view yeah the western education that we all know so we, this western um, view talks about how our patterns of behavior develop as um, survival strategies from childhood so in childhood um, something happened and then because in, in childhood we are now learning about things we are observing and then um, our behavior is being controlled by the adults around us so we sort of do things in order to protect our physical and emotional well-being and as we are perceiving it so these like behaviors usually go into our subconscious and then they stay with us so sometimes we behave in certain ways and if we do not become more conscious of our behavior uh, it will like seep into every aspect of our lives it will yeah infiltrate every aspect of our lives so, like he was saying, even though these um, survivors' childhood um, behaviors protected us in childhood, but then they actually prevent us from fully living in our adulthood. So we find that we don't usually participate in life. Personally, um, I don't know what happened in my childhood, but then got to a point where I was silent everywhere in gatherings in the classroom um, amongst my friends um, it got to a point where living life I felt like I wasn't really living I was just observing other people living it's just recently that I started becoming more self-aware and I'm actually um, realizing that I actually need to participate actively in my own life and not passively so the developmental view, um, Bruce was also like explaining that how this view is actually dependent on us examining our childhood or our past. But then, is it with the holes? When it comes to the holes in this view, he's, he's arguing that we cannot depend fully on the past because most of our memories have holes in it. Like our memories are not entirely accurate, and also like this approach like can sometimes relegate us or yeah and incorporate the victim mindset into us where so now we like which sort of makes us feel like there's nothing we can do to help ourselves or protect ourselves or yeah help ourselves let me see 
which is the health makes much more sense so we need to actually understand that there's nothing we can do to change the past right um, what's done is done when we talk about the past you have to realize that usually it's not really the past that is the issue it's our um it's our current way of relating to the past issue that is like what is creating problems for us now we don't realize that we find that we are not really participating fully in our lives and that we are living missing out on the uh, present life yeah so um talking about the past many of us devise behaviors that enabled us to receive love from our family in childhood and this survival strategy was necessary for us to survive it has to be socially accepted with the side effects being some parts of who we really are pushed out of our own awareness and um i realized this personally like i was saying like in childhood i was quiet so like who really liked me because they thought that yeah i was the quiet one so i was the gullible one the one who was agreeable to almost everything the one who who followed directions the one who followed orders and all those things now i'm becoming much more aware of myself the people who used to like me now don't like me and i'm learning to be okay with that and i'm actually beginning to enjoy myself more i'm beginning to learn more about myself and accept myself and enjoy who I really am and if people don't like that uh, I'm beginning to realize that it's not my problem not at all so pushing parts of ourselves out of our awareness leads um, us to become uneasy when situations um, in life or our present situations bring those parts to our awareness So one thing um, Bruce says like that these kinds of situations arises that when we see someone behaving some way and then we sort of, it, it evokes a sort of like emotion in us, so um, annoyance, sadness, just like some of the things we don't like in other people are exactly what we reject in ourselves. So to actually help ourselves or to actually um, yeah, help help us become more of ourselves. When we are confronted with these kinds of situations, it's very important for us not to view it with judgment. It's just um it's just bringing to our awareness the our own like parts of ourselves that we ourselves are rejecting. So it's important that we look at it with compassion and invite it into our awareness and work with it. Um, like I was saying, see the whole in the developmental view where during the past makes us feel like victims and all those things. But this is explaining that we actually do not need to go into the past to investigate exactly what happened. 
but what is important is to become aware of our patterns of behavior ourselves and learning to tolerate our worst fears and accepting the parts of ourselves that we fear so like i was saying to do this we really need to be kind and compassionate with ourselves into accepts our vulnerabilities and fears because um, we are human beings with, with the with how we we are being we were created and everything we have vulnerabilities we have fears these are constants in life and it's futile to like sort of try to get rid of them instead we need to like he said invite them and work with them so we find that we are beginning to welcome opportunities to experience our feelings of vulnerabilities and we begin to understand that doing this work doesn't mean that our vulnerabilities will disappear like i was saying on the contrast they will always be part of us therefore we need to be committed to being our true and whole selves till we die to be honest if you live life um trying to uh, suppress parts of you you'll always be a miserable being Trust me, I've been there, done that, and it's not a fun place to be. I don't think I'll I'll go back there anymore. I'll just be striving always to be my full and whole self. It's it's a fun place to be if you get past the fears. So, like being a whole self, right? So we experience our feelings holding in the moments without holding on to them. That's another thing, yeah, without holding on to them and without feeling like they should stay forever or they will stay forever. And we need to actually love ourselves. Like I was saying, we need to love our good parts, the one the parts we consider bad and ugly. We need to accept and love all aspects of ourselves if we are actually going to live a full life so um, when you're able to master these processes i don't think i've been able to master it though but then and bruce is saying that you find that you are in a constant mood of compassionately waiting for whatever that may come so in essence um, you'll be developing an attitude of kindness and that is the beginning of freedom so that was the developmental view as announced the fruitional view honestly uh, the traditional buddhist view this view says that um we have what we have or all that we have is now yes the past may influence our behavior yes also worrying about the future may also affect our behavior behavior is in the present moment so here to improve upon our experience of life we need to bring our full attention and awareness to the present so this helps us separate facts from stories we tell ourselves the path to freedom according to their traditional view in essence is developing an emotional condition that is independent of external and internal conditions so no matter what's happening around you or um no matter what's happening inside you um you should know that your or you should create an environment where your emotional state is um devoid of influence from these conditions so um 
this view, like the Buddhist view, is saying that freedom is already present, and that all we have to do is become much more aware of it. In contrast to the developmental view, the freedom view is not about changing your present conditions. It's about changing the way you view and relate to these circumstances. Like the developmental view is about um, going to the past, understanding the past, and then working on like um, your behavior now, working on uh, some of the things that affected you or that still affect you to become better. It's like always about improving yourself. But in the Buddhist view, it's all, all about recognizing that life is in the now and becoming much more aware of the now. Right? So, yeah. And also, it's saying that we need to recognize that we are always living a life with limitations. There is no moment in life where we find ourselves completely devoid of limitations. So, instead of focusing on reducing the number of limitations in our lives, we should dedicate ourselves to being compassionate to whatever is happening in our lives at the moment. I think the previous episode, I talked about how I still have done living in my own place. So, yeah, I'm learning to be more compassionate with my present situation. Um, I'm actually finding out that it's not so bad, even though I would still like to um, get my own place. But then this present situation is not so bad after all. So the main aim of the fruition of fictional view is that one should not strive to improve one's circumstances, but one should pause and evaluate one circumstance to see whether it warrants change or it is workable. When we notice that we are engaging with our circumstances from a sense of agency rather than impulsivity. So like um, the sense of agency where meaning that um, you have a choice. There's always a choice. Instead of um, impulsivity where we um, we behave in some ways in which um, or where we end up regretting after we come back to our senses so you see how um, the fictional view I know may not work for me personally I would prefer to get my own place uh, yeah the fictional view helps me in the sense that yes I'm finding out that my current situation is not so bad. I'm learning to work with it. But then I actually need to work on... I cannot stay with my cousin forever. I actually need to work on getting my own place. See? So I'm um, bringing the two ideas together. So like I was saying, or like Bruce is saying, that um, both the Western and the traditional or the Buddhism or the Buddhist views are good but unlimited on their own but then when they are meshed together they become powerful so back to my living situation so um so the buddhist view would be me find out that the current living situation is not so bad and the western view would be me working on getting my own peace right 
So first, we must accept ourselves in our environments in the now, no matter where we are, right? So that's, um, we are trying to merge the two ideas together. So, like I was saying, we accept ourselves in the environment in the now, no matter where we find ourselves, that the Buddhist view or what is in the environment, then we probe into how we can further improve our situation. So, if we only focus on the now, we may ignore things in our history that do require change. And if you only focus on improving, we may never really appreciate ourselves in the now. Right? So, when we fully accept our situations in life, we find that doing things to improve ourselves in our environment becomes a fun activity, actually. It becomes lighter and not filled with heavy feelings of doing stuff that because we have to. In all these discussions, it's very important to note that we still have to act. I mean, action is the antidote for despair. That's one fun thing. So, I've actually been taking steps um i think this year or well, let me see this part starting from november thereabouts i've been uh, taking actionable steps or i've been taking actions to help myself even though i need to take more actions but then i'm enjoying how i'm improving myself by little i'm having fun along the way and, I act, and i'm like accepting my current situations and um, with the knowledge that it, it it's not going to be like permanent and knowing that it's not going to be permanent is because I've been taking actionable steps to improve my situation so the importance of living in awareness right of the now is being able to come to terms with the truth of the now where we find that the now may not be what we want, but it is what we get to work with, and that is what we can count on. The best way we can engage with all our experiences is to not be identified with them, not struggle for negative experiences to go as fast as possible, and also not struggle to hold on to positive experiences for as long as possible. To so be open to all experiences with an open heart. So we experience our sadness fully and experience our joy fully. Um, I've had, uh, the, I think the reason why it resonates with me is that I've had like a personal experience. Uh, for the past two years, I've been deeply sad. I mean, because at the point I thought it was going to stay forever, but I experienced my sadness like fully, like in death. I grieved. And now, when I'm experiencing my joy, I go all the way. I don't, I don't, I don't leave like this even if i want to like curb the joy it doesn't really care because my heart is actually open my my sadness was full like i experienced it fully and now my joys are coming in and i'm fully experiencing them too it's making me um realize how much more alive i am instead of just observing observing life or living passively like I used to. The more you close, or the more you want to close the door to sadness, the more you inadvertently also close the joy, the door to joy or happiness. So, wow, I think I'll end this soon.
the question as I was reading so there were a few just um, a couple of questions I was asking myself so which parts of myself are out of my awareness and therefore which parts of myself am I rejected I'm finding that I'm discovering these things um, little by little as the day passes by with my interaction with life with my interaction with other people in situations in life and how do I bring them into my awareness and engage with them so that I can live a fully present life? And from what I read, I'm becoming more compassionate with myself. So, like, anytime you become aware of something, I invite it and I like treat it with kindness, with less judgment. So, I don't even look at the other person that evoked or the situation that evoked that thing in me. I just invite that thing to the table and then treat it with kindness and and then sort of release it and accept it and then release it and i'm not saying that i'm an expert now but i'm saying that yeah i started working on it and then i'm seeing the benefits there are days that i'm still sad there are days i still get angry there are days i still get frustrated but then i'm fully engaging with my life now and I didn't think I wanted it any other way. I don't think I want to go back to the past. No, I'm actually enjoying my present and looking forward to the future. So, um, on this note, I am ending. But before I go, I have one question for you. What questions or are you asking yourself now? Like, or like the questions I ask myself. What parts of yourself? are out of your awareness therefore what parts of yourself are you rejecting so how do you bring them into your awareness and engage with them so you can live a fully present life thank you for listening to the this book taught me podcast this is your host Minyinta. i'll try as much as possible to be more consistent this year so the theme for 2021 is consistency and freedom and living a more full life that is authentic to myself i'm wishing you the same see you next time